0: Hello and welcome to episode twenty eight of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. I want to pull the curtain back for a second. Sure. Every time I say the a- episode number, yeah. James looks at me like is he gonna get right this time <laughs> every single time? He, well, he sometimes just, you don't get it right, so he is he is like he's like, Is this the day he screws it up again? <laughs> and like I look at him like did I mess it up? Nope, you did good, buddy. So there you go. There you go. Behind the scenes a little bit. So again, this week we're gonna kind of have a bit of a grab bag. We're coming to you a, a day early. Where this is a Sunday record. Yeah, I'm, uh,
1: unfortunately I'm gonna be out of town. We normally record uh, Monday nights after work, but I'm gonna be in Atlanta this week for training for work. So it's gonna kind of screw up our recording schedule.
0: So we're recording on Sunday morning. Yeah. So uh, there are some events going on right now. So we're not gonna be able to kind of like recap those. Yeah. But there's a bunch of like other like news around magic yep. so we're going to touch on all that stuff and then because one of the events that's happening is a team event mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a little bit of our experiences with team events and why they're fun and yep. just like what to expect and there are there's two, two
1: coming up so
0: yeah there's two coming up so
1: highly recommend you sign up
0: try yeah, to put maybe a team we can together sell you on that yep so per usual you can uh find us on twitter at casual tripod yep uh, on
1: facebook at casual tryhard mtg and you can email us at show at casual
0: you know you can contribute show ideas mm-hmm. and things like that there yep we have to thank not drunk deeter but so- sober Dieter. Yeah, sober deeter uh one of the first people maybe the second person ever to contribute to the arena data sheet yeah thank you very much the more of you that do it, the more uh, the data will look
1: good and we'll have a better sense of what's going on. It'll mean more also. Yeah. Like the more data that's there, the more the better the conclusions you can draw from it. So yeah, it's definitely so, cool.
0: So it's, it's helpful for everyone. Yep. We've got a new set coming. So they've, they've yeah. just uh, now, granted, we just had a new set six weeks ago and then we just had a like new set. Four weeks before that. Well, I mean, again, M20. Yeah came out last weekend was its official release wasn't it oh yeah that's right all right. so right it's been out for two <laughs> weeks and then four weeks before that we had modern horizons yeah. but we've got another new set get hype and in between yeah. there there's a commander product there is a commander release yep yeah but we're going to
1: eldraine Eldrain. Yep. the name of the new plane is eldraine i guess at san diego comic-con this weekend Uh, they did a panel about the new set. So, uh, I went through and pulled some of the more pertinent information out. They didn't really give a ton of information about the set itself. Um, a lot of the information that they were giving out was like products for the set.
0: And like some world building stuff. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, Very little though. Like I didn't, unless that was stuff that I didn't see. I didn't see a whole lot. Yeah. I didn't see a whole lot either. I just like caught random tweets here and there. Yeah. There was some art and like some general themes and stuff. But is it
0: Seb is killing it with his. Well, I mean, this is
1: like totally
0: his element though. Right. Yeah. So the, the new plane apparently is, is written here by James is high fantasy. Yep. Camelot meets Grim Fairy Tales? Yep, that's exactly
1: what Rosewater said. Okay. was That was what was inspiring this plane.
0: So, all of you who hear the word fairy in tales, pump the brakes. <laughs> Don't go spec on fairies cards, because apparently there aren't a, it's not a fairies set. Right. On
1: Thursday, I guess, uh, they had released the invitation for this panel, and it had featured fairies on it. So a lot of people went out and assumed that the set was going to be fairies-themed. And bought a whole bunch of the old fairies cards from Lorwin.
0: Yeah, the blue black land like the yeah. in price. Yeah, and it is
1: not a fairy set. It's a fairy tale set. Yeah. So there are some fairies in it, but not not a ton. Yeah, I don't think enough for tribal support. They also said that uh, Rowan and Will Kenrith. Okay. From they were the paired planeswalkers, the from, blue and red planeswalkers yep, from, from Battlebond. Battle uh, this is their home plane. Okay and rowan kenrith is going to be the face of the set okay so she's going to be the the main character for this set gotcha Uh, they said will kenrith is going to be in the set also not as important as rowan and then there is a third planeswalker that we don't know yet Okay. Like, that's really the biggest stuff that I pulled out of, like, the world building. I really didn't find too much else aside from, like, some artwork and stuff that you can find if you Google it. But they did do a big thing about playing with product distribution and how they're going to get product into people's hands. So they're playing with the actual booster pack.
0: Okay.
1: Which I think can get kind of dangerous, so we'll see what happens here. The uh, traditional booster pack... Like what we've seen in the past for every set is now called a draft booster. Um, Okay. And it doesn't change. It's still 15 cards, the same breakdown it's always been. However, there will be showcase cards in every set. And showcase cards are going to be... I don't want to compare them to a masterpiece because... I think that's going to make you think about them incorrectly but they're like an alternate border or a different art
0: treatment on a card in the, from the set could it be something similar to like the japanese planeswalkers where it's the yes. same card and then they've just done something to fancy up the art or yep. do something a little bit different but yep. they're going to put them well in all be. countries perhaps instead of just in japanese yeah
1: yep and they said that distribution although like we don't have actual numbers yet there should be a few in each box The example that they gave was a new frame, like one of the mechanics in the set, I guess, is like a new framed card. And the text box kind of looks like a storybook with a spine down the center of it. Okay. And then the showcase card had like green filigree, like leaves and vines and stuff like growing around it, whereas the normal card didn't have that. It was kind of neat. Okay. Um, Also had different artwork. More foils to buy for possible legacy cards. Suck. Uh, um, well, they're also not all foil. Yeah, you can get them foil or non-foil.
0: Yes, more suck. Yeah, uh, just it's gonna be so expensive. yeah they like reprint like into the north or yeah. something. I and mean, we're like, well, I gotta buy these. Foil I gotta Lindobors buy these now. now. Yeah, I know we don't have all the information, yeah. but if there's a draft booster, mm-hmm. is there some? Other booster that we, we are gonna have.
1: Uh, there, there's two two other boosters actually, but one more thing about these draft boosters is there will also be full art planeswalker cards randomly in them. Okay, like the mythic edition planeswalkers. But it's gonna
0: be the three planeswalkers from the set. So all these like yeah. new cards are just cards from this set. Right. Yeah, they're not okay. gonna be from other sets. Okay, which makes sense. I think well like the masterpieces, they started to run out of. Cards to make masterpieces of, pretty quickly. Like yeah, you do Zendikar and you do fifty lands right. or whatever, and you're like, and then you don't have uh, any more lands to reprint. Yeah, like no one cares if they get like a masterpiece Karoo. right? Right, uh, whoop de do, <laughs> right? And then you do all the artifacts that yeah. people care about, and then like eight that no one cares about, and yeah. you're like, oh, well, I have the artifacts now.
1: Yeah, and then you butcher the uh, the spells that people care about with the invocations and.
0: Yeah, and then you just give up. So yeah. at least now they're just going to stick to cards that are in yep. the set, so that Which might is be cool. a little bit better.
1: So the first non-draft booster that we have is the theme booster, and we already have those. Uh, that product isn't changing. Um, they're more for a little bit more casual player. They don't necessarily have to be mono color, but a lot of them are like a color or a color pair, Okay, and they're just cards from that color or color pair. But I think they're basically
0: just exactly what we have now.
1: Yeah, they're like 35 cards two rares i think in each one or something like that yeah or a chance for a second rare in each one yeah they're exactly what we have now the third booster product is i think the most interesting one and has the most chance for making things bad um like to go sideways i guess Mm -hmm. has the most chance to go sideways these are called collector boosters they're going to be very expensive like 20 to 25 dollars a piece woohoo yeah so like twice the price of a master's booster. Okay. Seems kind of insane. They said that they will not be reprinted. So whatever the initial print allotment is, is all that they're going to make of them. Okay. There will be a limited quantity because of that. And then inside the pack, there will be one rare or mythic rare from that set with extended art. Uh, think box toppers, where the art okay. just in the picture goes like all the way to the borders. Okay. Okay okay there will be one foil rare or mythic from the set um there will be nine foil common or uncommons from the set there are going to be three special frame cards in this set and those can either be the borderless planeswalkers from a normal pack or showcase cards from a normal pack and then there's one ancillary card which is really weird and i don't know why they're even putting these in these packs but they're cards that are entering standard not through booster packs so these would be like planeswalk you know how in a planeswalker deck there's a couple cards that are unique to the planeswalker deck They're if not you in control
0: the set. uh if you control four forests go find like a a johnny whatever of the unplayable yeah basically and you'll get to put that in your hand yep So those
1: types of cards, but they're in Planeswalker decks. Learn to play decks typically have cards that aren't normally in standard, but are technically in standard. And going into an announcement that we're going to talk about in a little bit, we're getting Brawl Precons. Okay. Each of the Brawl Precons will have seven new cards in it that will be standard legal Okay. that you can only get through the Brawl Precon.
0: On one hand, that does—if any of them are playable—it does maybe keep the price down a little bit because you know exactly where you can get it.
1: Unless you can't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless it's a situation where you go and you go to your local game store yeah. or like your Walmart or your Target, and there's like None. three of them there, and then there's just a hole yeah. where everyone went and grabbed the other one. My first concern with this twenty to twenty-five dollar pack. Mm-hmm other than they your 20 or $25. Right. Right. Is these are all cards you can get from opening a draft booster, right?
1: They are, except that they're all going to be...
0: Premium treatments.
1: Yeah, more desirable. Right. Uh, the only non-foil card in these packs is going to be the one ancillary card.
0: Okay. Do they have the extended art cards in the regular sets, or are they... No, they're just in this. Okay. So that's the only... Like, you're paying, like... Twenty to twenty-five dollars for mm-hmm. your your box topper, extended right. art card, and then and you're hoping to hit with that. Right. I think this just is going to lead to a lot of stores opening these packs. Uh, could be. And then like buying singles because mm-hmm. like there's probably only a handful of these that are going to be a handful of cards in any in any one set that are like desirable for you know somebody to pimp out. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people play like foil standard decks and good on you, but mm. right there's only a few cards that are gonna be like modern playable right. that people might want. So you well, know Well I
1: think that I think that part of the reason they're doing this is they're banking on Brawl doing something, which I don't see happening. It hasn't yet. I don't it's kinda weird that they're pushing Brawl all of a sudden like a year after it came out.
0: Well, there's a there's a reason we're going to talk about it a little yeah, bit later. We'll
1: we'll circle back around to it. I just feel like it's kind of weird. Yeah. But Brawl and Commander I think are why they're kind of pushing these the more collector cards with yeah. like different art treatments, different frames, what have you.
0: Is always worrisome when they start throwing around like $20 yeah. packs. Yeah. Especially like $20 packs for standard cards. Yeah. That just seems really out of whack. Mm-hmm. All right. It just prices people to some degree out of standard mm-hmm. and like i'm sure people are gonna like buy the wrong pack or, that would like, be awful you know what i mean like i do, I, I want i want to get some standard cards i'm gonna buy this thing yeah and, you know maybe not realizing that there's like the four dollar option yeah or be gonna...
1: handed the wrong pack yeah i mean if you didn't know any better you were trying to buy one of these collector boosters and you bought a draft yeah. booster instead yeah like, that's a feel-bad.
0: Yeah, so I don't... It just seems weird. Like, it seems like we've had, like, a kind of a set, like, product lineup where there's not been, like, two types of booster packs. Right.
1: And like, when we have had... Like, when they introduced these theme boosters, I mean, they sold them in our local game store, but they weren't, like, a huge runaway hit or anything. Like, most people in our game store just bought, you know, regular packs. Yeah, I
0: mean, even Friday, I was like, why do they have the weird, yeah, like, Walmart you boosters? Yeah, that's right. And you're like, oh, no, those are the themed ones. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, because, like, they did them for guilds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they they've were... done them for
1: guilds, war, yeah, allegiance. Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, I was like, why do we have these, like, weird, like, Walmart, yeah. like, hang tag boosters? You're like, oh, no, those are the theme boosters. I was like, yep. oh, like, that's a product that has never, like, crossed my mind. Right. And, um, again, I understand they're trying to capitalize on the people that are on Arena. Mm-hmm that maybe have identified with a color or a guild or like a place that now they're going to come in and buy this pack. Yep.
1: Well, I I think part of it also is that you and I have a very specific view of the game mm-hmm. because we're so deep into it. And even our listeners, I think have a very specific view of the game. Just the fact that you're listening to us means that you probably want to grow as a player and get better or whatever. Um, and that kind of excludes you from, like, the casual players that I think something like a theme booster is aimed yeah. towards. And a casual player, it's really hard to get them actually into a game store. Like, they just want to play at home in their kitchen table with their buddies. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get them to buy a box off Amazon or to buy a theme booster from Walmart or Target. Than it is to get them at a game store,
0: and there's also even where we are. Right, if you live in Aner, yeah, the nearest game store from you is almost an hour. Yeah, you're not gonna make that drive. Yeah, hardly ever. Right, but you might have four friends that play Magic, mm-hmm. and so you're just gonna buy something online. Right. So yeah, or like Walmart yeah, like we we kind of take it take for granted that there's a game store around, but that's right. not always the case. Mm-hmm. So I understand from like a on one hand, from a business point of view, while you're doing this, but it just seems like you start to add too many products to yeah. the to the environment, and it, it leads to confusion.
1: I was I was kind of thinking about this with Modern Horizons also, because. Like going forward, it's going to be harder to explain to people like what's going to be legal in a format. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way you used to explain Modern to people was everything from you know Eighth Edition till now or whatever, everything from 2010 till now or whatever the cut was. Yeah. And just say you know everything that was in a normal release booster product from 2010 or whatever until now was Modern legal, with the exception of a short ban list. Well, now it's that plus this other set that they kind of decided that they wanted to put some more cards in so this other set's legal too yeah and now where you can actually get in standard like i understand why they put you know the learn learn to play cards in and the planeswalker deck cards in standard most of them aren't ever going to see play and that's fine but you want them to be legal for those people that buy that product and then kind of want to get into standard i get it but now you can get those in like an actual pack now the person that's buying this pack probably doesn't want those cards, and that just leads to more confusion. The more cards you're adding into a format that aren't put there through normal means means it's harder to explain to somebody how to get into the format.
0: There is that, and then I think there's also the Nexus of Fate problem. Yeah. Like, that card was put into the format through not normal means and maybe was not as rigorously tested. Yeah. Uh, So maybe some of these Brawl cards... Yeah. Maybe there's one that works really well in the Brawl deck, but they miss some stupid interaction that yeah. leads to, like, a miserable, unfun standard. They right? forgot
1: to put you don't control on a card, and the card's just broken now or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. which has never, ever happened with a yeah. five-mana Planeswalker. Right. So, that is the concern. Is like, they're basically making an extra 28 mm-hmm. cards for these Brawl decks. Yeah. And that's 20 more chances where maybe something can go wrong. And they're not hiring more people to do right. this stuff. It's the same playtest groups.
1: That was actually part of this article also. Was the reason they decided to do this was because they broke the teams down differently. Okay. So they split out from like R&D, from you know people making the game. They split out Arena. Like Arena is a separate thing now. Play design has been split out of like actual R&D and like world building or whatever they yeah. call it has been pulled out. So when they did that, they were looking at things that they could do to, you know, do something more with the game now that they didn't have to worry about all this other stuff. Those departments had been pulled out and one of the things that they had looked at was what they could do with a booster pack to like bring excitement to it. I think is what they said.
0: Again, it feels very cash grabby. Yeah. It's a $25 booster that mm-hmm. costs you 35 cents to make.
1: Yeah, it doesn't cost any more
0: to make than a normal booster. You're wholesaling them for $14 yeah. or something. So it's just like $13 of profit. Right. Like that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. And, you know, I will probably buy cards on the secondary market. Oh, yeah. If there's something I want, like. It seems like a fool's errand to crack these packs. Oh, absolutely. Right. So like, you know, if there's a card that you want with the cool art treatment Just buy it. Yeah. It's as much better as much as it sucks to buy four pieces of cardboard for yeah. twenty bucks a piece, it sucks way less than buying four boosters for twenty bucks a piece. Right. And not getting any of the cards you want. Yep. Which is way more likely. Yep. So just like holding your nose and being like fine. I will buy these cards. Yep. This feels bad, but I want them. As opposed to I'm gonna roll the dice, clickety clack, click, clack, click, clack. That's right.
1: Oh, and, you got nothing.
0: Sorry. You wanna go you know, again? I watched multiple people open Modern Horizons boosters packs, and it was like, Oh, I got an Urza and then six packs of garbage. Yeah. Oh, I got or in your case, I got a fallen shinobi was my best card. Yeah. Oof. So yeah, it's There was a Goblin Engineer in there. There's a Goblin Engineer. Okay, yeah. there's a five dollar card. Yeah. Oh, and then we have the promo packs.
1: Yeah, you just learned about these promo packs over the weekend, right?
0: Yeah, kind of gave you
1: a crash course.
0: Yeah, so apparently, they've changed the like FNM slash like standard showdown pack that we were getting before, where it was you were guaranteed a foil land, Mm -hmm. a foil like uncommon or rare or mythic. Yep, and then two. It was like two other rares. Two other rares. Yeah. That seemed like a reasonable thing. hmm So now apparently there's, uh, we went through a box. There are, there's one super booster. Yeah, premium pack. And that premium pack has four foils. Yep. And each of the cards, except for your FNM promo, which just has like the different FNM like border, mm-hmm. has the Planeswalker symbol on it in silver. Right. And then for every one of those packs, it has four foils in it. Mm-hmm. There are three packs that have no foils at all correct even the fnm promo even the fnm promo so i got my fnm pack i glanced out the corner of my eye and saw someone with like a foil land i was like mm-hmm. okay so i opened my pack and i go through i'm like why is there no foil yeah like what is going on here and you're just like oh those are the new packs showdown yeah. packs weren't broken
1: Right, no, showdown packs were great. People loved them. Everybody loved them.
0: If you want to, like, make that the model, yeah. like giving out packs instead of promos, mm-hmm. just take the same model you use for the showdown packs yep. and do that. Yeah, It seems like they got this idea that they wanted to tinker with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, they Let's took see how many was, knobs we can turn. Yeah, and it took something that was not broken, Yeah, and I think broke it because, like, you well,
1: they, I think that kind of broke the whole system, though, because you had showdown packs, which towards the end weren't just for showdown anymore. Yeah, they were just for whatever. Yeah, and then you had FNM promos. Yeah, which for the most part, they'd been doing a lot
0: better lately than they had in the past. Well, we had like some eh promos. Then we did Fatal Push, right, to see if that goose things, but they didn't give it enough time to see if that helped. Right, and then they went to. Foil tokens, yeah, which, which were awful, no Nobody one won, wanted, right? And then they went back to cards, mm-hmm. and they've done pretty decent with the cards. We've had Dovin's Veto, yeah, we had
1: Thoughts or um, Thought Erasure, Thought Erasure, Augur Elvish Rejuvenator, yep, Paradise Druid, yeah, so they did cards that are actually playable,
0: yeah, they did a reasonable job with those, yep. And now we went to the packs,
1: The mm-hmm. uh, Cast Down was one, also, Cast Down, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, they did a better job of picking cards that were, like, actually, like, playable. Right. Now, at least for me, like, I think they want to avoid feel-bads, yep. and I had a feel-bad. Yeah. I was just like, what the... Like, this is super weird. Like, I didn't process that my FNM promo was an FNM promo. It right. wasn't foil. Right. It was just another non-foil card. It didn't have the Planeswalker symbol on it like the other cards in the pack, which is... Weird. Weird. Like, why, why did we do that? Yeah.
1: I think the Planeswalker symbol on it's super cool.
0: Yeah. I feel like they just kind of messed this up and maybe in six months they'll go back if enough people are like, hey, man. Yeah, maybe. What's going on? Yeah. But, yeah, it seems weird. And I think it's led to some less desirable, like, behavior on stores, from stores.
1: Yeah, you said you had uh, an issue with this yesterday. Somebody.
0: Okay, so we had we had one thing where, right, someone was like, well, do you want to draw? I like, I'll, I'll draw in the last round of this tournament. But then they wanted to make sure they weren't giving out the promo pack because yeah. they wanted they were wanted to play for like the all foil pack and it's like well that's not what F and right right I thought we were trying to avoid that with F F&M. yeah but there's also like people are saying that like they've heard of people like just cracking all the the all foil mm-hmm. packs yeah taking out the promos and still handing out F promos well
1: that's the that's the other half of this I think I was telling you about this yeah it's a other couple people have said the same thing yeah. as well. Um, the problem is that they Wizards isn't giving out enough of these. Like yeah. They're not giving out enough to cover events that stores are running. And I believe that's partly to do with the WPN premium whatever, where you yeah. can like apply to have your store be a premium store now. I think they get extra promo stuff. Yeah. So one of the ways that they're incentivizing stores to you know fix themselves and be premium is by giving them extra promos. But I mean not every store can do that and I've you know, also
0: heard that uh the bar to become premium is pretty high. It's insanely high. So that is going to lead to a lot of stores just not right. trying. Yep. And like not being able to do that at all. Yep.
1: I didn't want to get into like too much of that. Yeah, That's like fine. a whole nother topic. That is, but um but because like and there's two reasons why stores are cracking these. The first one is that there aren't enough of them. Yeah. You know, if you run one forty man tournament a week, uh Wizard sees that as you need four of these a week. So you need one premium and three normal ones. Well, you play in a you know a forty man tournament for five hours, right, you're gonna be a little uh a little pissed off when you don't get anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I understand Wizard's point of view of let's try to make stores be better. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you don't want to
1: alienate your player base yeah, by they're doing, doing it, They're
0: doing that by like hurting their player base yeah. and, and like leading to feel bad moments. Yeah, and like you would think they would not want to do that.
1: Yeah. So I've heard of stores cracking them so they can spread them thinner. I've heard of stores cracking them, keeping the singles and then just handing out the F promos. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard of stores drafting them. What? Well? Yeah. So you finish your tournament. You sit down with, you know, top eight. You get four of these packs. Everybody cracks it, picks a card, passes it, picks a card, passes it, picks a card, passes it. Weird. Yep. I mean, you don't actually play the draft, but that's how you get your prize support is by you crack one and pick a card and then pass the rest so of it.
0: Presumably, first place gets the premium. I would guess so, to, yeah. To, to pack one, pick one. Yeah. Wizards made the, the big announcement about, like, you can do with these packs whatever you want. We're yeah. not going to tell you. But then to, to make them super. Yeah. Right. They should be. Right. You should, like, play arena, wander into a local store, and you should have, like, they should, like, give you a super good experience. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Let you get a foil card if you, like, do well. Now, yeah. maybe you're going to want to crack more packs because foils are cool. Right. Right. Oh man, I, I I'm a foil junkie now. I got to get my fix. I got to open mm-hmm. some more packs. As opposed to being like, no, we're gonna be super stingy with these. Yeah. And you came in from playing arena, and you were fifth. Mm-hmm. You get nothing and like it.
1: Well, a, a lot of times, just personal experience. This is a little anecdote for you. And you know, I've been playing Magic again for like five or six years now. And a lot of times, like, I don't necessarily care about the promo. Like sometimes yeah. it's nice to have, but I don't always care about it and if it's one that i don't necessarily care about i don't hang on to it i'll find a new player in the store give it to them or if my buddy's building a deck Mm -hmm. that needs one i'll give it to him or whatever but the amount of times i've given my promo to either somebody who's like it was their first night or their second night and you just watch their eyes light up you know what i mean yeah well you completely lose that going to these new packs
0: it definitely doesn't seem like it's thought out enough yeah. with the impact on new players that you're trying to capture mm-hmm. and just again rewarding the people that are like leaving their house on a Friday right, and choosing your activity mm-hmm. over anything else in the world. Yeah,
1: Literal anything else. <laughs> literal
0: anything else. I think uh, Patrick Sullivan said that Magic is in competition with everything. Yeah. Everything is a, co- is a competitor because mm-hmm. Anything else can take your time. Right. Netflix is in competition mm-hmm. with magic. Yep. Because you can just stay home and watch Netflix. Yep. So,
1: like... uh, Video games. We ran into a thing when, like, the last Dark Souls came out where, like, that weekend, that f there was nobody in the store. Yeah. It was Everybody just was Souls. just at home playing Dark Souls.
0: Yeah. Great. So, they need to do more to capture that audience Mm -hmm.
1: there is a one more thing about these promo packs that i wanted to touch on is they are making a slight tweak to them going forward okay um now instead of a foil basic we are getting an arena promo card that you can redeem for a pack on arena okay which is a plus awesome i want to give wizards a high five that's a good one i think they need to be doing this more and more
0: yes to like suck people into yep. arena
1: make them entrenched in the game
0: yeah so that's a good thing so good job yep. there yep can we just like i don't know throw that as the fifth card yeah in like with the old <laughs> with the old showdown pack yeah like this should not be hard like you I assume you have the blueprint to build a showdown pack because <laughs> you built them. Yeah. Like, just do that again. Like, uh, call Fred the card guy. Like, hey Fred, <laughs> we need the showdown packs back. And then just slap like an, a token with a with a pack code on it in there. Yeah. Oh, we'll do, boss. Yeah. Done. <laughs> we fixed the problem. We still have buy a box promos.
1: Yeah. So for Eldraine in particular, okay. I don't believe they're going to do this for every set. But for Eldraine, going back to Eldrain, there will be a unique buy a box promo. That is not in booster packs, but is in the collector's pack or whatever in that okay. one slot that can technically be a card that is entering standard, not through normal means. But specifically for Eldraine, part of your buy a box promo is also a collector booster. Okay. So it
0: may be worth- uh, So when I buy my two boxes, I'll get two, two, two buy a box boosters. promos and two $20 packs.
1: Yeah, or $25 packs or whatever, yeah. Okay. You buy four boxes and you get a box worth of collector boosters. It's kind of yeah. cool. And then one more announcement with Eldraine, and that is we are going to see a return of cards featuring players. Okay. So think Snapcaster Mage, Dark Confidant, Meddling Mage, Sylvan Safekeeper. These were cards that players had won the right to be on.
0: It was an invitational tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was an invitational And part of it was you would win and you would get to design a card. Mm -hmm. And part of the fun of that tournament was everyone had to submit their designs before the tournament. Yeah. So you could root for like the card that wasn't going to get made. Right. (laughs) Uh, Because everyone was like, I think the, the Snapcaster guy, his card was a land that had an activated ability that you could Discard it yeah. and counter a spell. Yeah. So it was a land in the early game, and when you drew it late, it was just blue, blue discard counter spell or something.
1: Yeah, that seems pretty good.
0: Yeah, they were like, yeah, we we can't do this. <laughs> so it's gonna be their likeness on not a card they've designed, but just like yeah. on a card.
1: It says that they will have input in the selection of the card. So I'm assuming that doesn't mean the actual design, but they'll have you know a couple to pick from and. Say I want to be on this one. They're going to use the winner from Worlds. So
0: this time it's uh, Javier Dominguez. So it was Worlds last year? So yeah. he's on a card in Eldraine? Yep. Okay. Yep. You know, if I win Worlds, we'll put my name on something. We'll put my <laughs> face on something. Well, that's neat. I mean, that is something to reward players that are, mm-hmm. like, super entrenched and you kind of become part of, like, well, it's kind of magic a, history. Like,
1: reason to have Worlds. It was, like, that whole thing, was it last year with Jerry? It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, like, what? Why am I? You guys aren't advertising it. Like, nobody knows the tournament's happening. Why am I playing in Worlds? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, as when I came over here, I was like, "Here, there's a GP with no coverage. Yeah. Does it actually happen?" You're like, "There's a GP today." <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, GP, uh, GP Denver. Yeah. No. Apparently, idea. it's significantly smaller than it was last time. Hmm. Uh, it's only like 600 people.
1: Wow, that's like open sized.
0: Yeah, that's uh, teeny tiny. Yeah, but yeah, there's a there's a tournament with like no coverage. Hmm. Channel Fireball is tweeting it out every so often, but no one knows it's happening. It's crazy. Yeah. So this is interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm old, like the tinkering with all the different like things. Yeah. Turning all the knobs at once. Yeah, it just seems like there's a lot to change and a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But. We'll see how it works. I mean, at its core, you still get a box with 36 packs in it. Right. And, like, on some level, you can be, like, unimpacted by the change if you just are, like, I'm going to buy my two boxes, and I'm entrenched enough to know what's going on. Right. But, like, you know, I worry about new players, like, going in, and there's, like, seven different options for you to choose from. Yeah,
1: they all say the same thing on them. They all look similar.
0: Yeah, so you're, like, "Which, which one do I buy? Yeah. And then just, like, secondary market concerns.
1: Yeah, I really don't know what it's going to do to the secondary market. It'll be interesting to see if these packs are worth $25, and that's just going to be a
0: function of what the secondary market says. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the uh mythic editions, yeah. Right? Like those Planeswalkers, you usually get your money back? Yeah. Out of them?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a special thing though because they cherry-picked Planeswalkers that like saw play.
0: Yes. If there's two Planeswalkers that don't see play. Yeah. Like, you're probably not going to want to open those in your box, and they're not going to support anything. Yep. So, we wanted to kind of move on from from new stuff, uh, from new, like, set stuff. Yeah. And, like, we said, we're going to talk about team tournaments, Uh, just to give you a sense of, like, what that is. Mm -hmm.
1: They work a little bit different than a normal tournament. There is one this weekend. I'm assuming there's coverage for it. Yeah, it's it's a Star City event. So, of course, there's coverage. Of course, there's coverage for it. Um, And there are a couple coming up. So we figured we talked to you about it a little bit, and hopefully talk you into going to one of them.
0: Yeah. So you have your team consists of three players. Hmm. Uh,
1: regardless of format, it's three players. Yes. I think. Yeah.
0: And it is each player plays a best a regular match of Magic best yep. two of three with cyborgs and all that jazz. Yep. And the team that wins is the first team to get to two players having won their match
1: right so it's two of three personally and two of three for the team
0: yes and that's how you win your match Mm -hmm. you are allowed to communicate Mm -hmm. with your teammates this varies wildly between teams yeah i have watched players play their teammates deck for them yeah it's frustrating as an opponent for sure yeah. I mean, you know, it's a team thing, but you're like, well, I don't have to play against two people. Right. And it also slows it down yeah. so, so much. Like every team tournament goes to time in every round. Oh, yeah. So you're allowed to consult. Mm-hmm. I think the most common consultations are... Mulligan decisions. Mulligan decisions.
1: Sometimes sideboarding.
0: Sideboarding. Usually uh, Cameron asked me if he should go all in against... Yeah affinity that had like one land up I was like what can they have like you they can't like Galvanic Blash, you're fine oh, they had oust oh. and nerd got ousted we lost that game I was like I was of no use to you I'm, so, I'm sorry but yeah usually it's less play decisions mm-hmm. and more like mulligan cyborging right. stuff or like hey this person's playing a deck you've played before Yeah, what do I have to worry about like right. what could they have in this spot mm-hmm. right cuz you're not always familiar with every deck right so you can be like oh yeah this is like i had Cameron kind of help me through like a legacy infect match mm-hmm. where i was like do i just have to go for it like i'm just dead if he untaps right he's like yeah I'm like okay we're just going <laughs> to cross our fingers and see what happens here you know it's a team in the fact you can consult a little yeah. bit but it's it's like baseball yep right like you're in the batter's box by yourself mm-hmm. You've got to like win that matchup. Right. There's like no one to help you. Like mm-hmm. your 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 teammate can't like block for you. This yeah. isn't two headed. This isn't three headed giant. Yeah, it's
1: still your own game.
0: Yeah. So there's a few different types of team tournaments. Yep. Uh, there's team sealed, mm-hmm. uh, which is you get twelve packs. Okay. And you have to build twelve
1: packs each, or twelve packs for the team. Twelve
0: packs for the team. Okay. And you have to build three sealed decks. From those 12 packs. Okay. You usually end up with like two very strong decks. Yeah. And then... One real stinker. One questionable deck that might not be as good. Yeah. Or some people will try to like even it out. hmm But usually you end up with like two decks that are good and one deck that is so-so. Usually they try to put the so-so deck in the hands of the best player. hmm There's a story about... Sam Party... Jacob Wilson, and I forget who the third was. Jacob Wilson played the Team Sealed, and he won one match the entire day. Wow. And they made top eight. Holy moly. Because they, the other two players had really good techs. Yeah. I think he beat LSV as his only win in like round 14 to lock <laughs> them for top eight. But, yeah, you usually have, like, two good decks and one kind of eh. and yeah. You have to worry about, like, spreading out your cyborg cards. Oh, and yeah. And so there's a lot of decisions, like, well, your deck's good against Flyers, and I'm also the green deck, so I'm going to take the Plummet because you don't need the Plummet based on what your deck looks like. Yeah,
1: you're, de- you're main decking a Giant Spider, and I don't have any Giant Spiders, so I'm going to take the Plummet. Yeah.
0: Or, like, you have two Thrashing Brontodons. I'm going to take the Destroy Target Enchantment card. Yeah. Like, you're the more aggressive deck. Mm -hmm. I'm the more controlling. I need this kind of thing. So you have to make those kind of decisions. And then it's just like any other team tournament. You sit down. We should say you're assigned a seat. Right. A, B, and C. And so you always are seat A. You're always are seat B. You're always are seat C. You don't get to, like, switch. Mm -hmm. So you, like, sit down at A. The other team's A sits down, and the A's play. The B's play and the C's play. Okay. And then the top eight or top fours, I don't know how they do it, in the the team limiteds, are team drafts.
1: So not just day two? N-
0: not just day two. I don't think they team draft the whole thing. I might be wrong, but I okay. think it's so just so day the top, two is an, an, a second another sealed. sealed pool? I think so. Okay. And team drafts are you sit team one, team two, team one, team two, team one, two, team two. So it's a pod of six. Mm-hmm. You draft, and then you play your regular team, best two out of three. But the drafting's a lot different yeah. because you're trying to – your, like, number one job is to, like, cut your opponent. That's so weird. So, like, if you end up with a deck that's a five, mm. but the person you're passing to ends up with a deck that's a three, you did your job. Mm. You screwed them worse than you got screwed. Yeah. So your deck is better. And if all your teammates do that, if you end up with three decks that are fives – and your opponents end up with three decks that are threes. You are more likely to win that, win the games when it comes to it. Yeah, that's so strange. So, like, if you're in pack three in your green black, and you open a blue cavalier, you take the blue cavalier just to cut just it from your opponent. Just to cut it from your opponent. And like, if you're really good with like your memory, you can be like, oh, I passed a plummet, mm-hmm. and then you can ask your teammate, did you see a plummet pick? three, pack two. And if they go no, you know that the you person know that they you pass it to it. took it. Yeah, So you can build cards. You can build what is in your opponent's deck mm-hmm. based on what you remember seeing and then what your teammate has seen. Hmm. So you can know, like, oh, I know this person has this card in their yeah. deck because I saw it and my teammate didn't. Hmm. There's this, all this, like, extra stuff.
1: Yeah, it seems like a lot going on.
0: Team drafts used to be, like, super popular. It used to be, like, the thing that people did, like, in between rounds and yeah. stuff. But well, they're pretty
1: popular with, like, high-level pros, though, right? Yeah,
0: it's because they were super popular, like, 15 yeah. years ago. Like, yeah. that's how Ben Stark got good at drafting. Okay. Is they would money draft. Mm-hmm. You would show up, you'd do a team draft, and you'd throw in, like, 30 bucks. Yeah. And whoever won the team draft got the money. Hmm. And so, like, he's told stories about he would just go to GPs and just find team drafts and get smushed by the pros at the time. Wow. But that's the, he would just go yeah. money draft. That's what how he got better at draft. Hmm. And that's so a lot cool. of the old pros love it because it's what they did when they were 20. Right. Or when they were in high school, that's what they did. Yeah. So there's team with those, like, there's usually one yeah, like, a season or maybe, like, two a year. There aren't a ton of them. Yeah. I think as a group, I think we've gone to, we didn't, go, me and you didn't yeah, go one. Yeah, I've never but been like, to one. Cameron Bowman and Logan did the one in DC a few years ago. Yeah, I
1: think so. They said they had a great time.
0: Yeah. Then Bowman remembered he hated limited. Okay. <laughs> then there's team unified.
1: Yeah. Team Unified's a little bit different. It's a constructed format. Uh, so you're not, you know, building a you're not playing limited. It's constructed and they can be any format. Um, typically they're either standard or modern. Um, that's what most of them that you'll see are. And it's basically, you know, most of the same rules apply. You can talk to your talk to your teammates, consult them for decisions, whatever. But there is kind of a little weird deck building constraint where your deck cumulatively, so if you took all three decks on the team together, they have to be legal also.
0: If you stacked all three decks on top of each right. other, it they has would to, have to be a legal, legal deck.
1: deck. And they've tweaked that a little bit in the last couple of years also, but basically what that means is that if me and Brian are on a team and I'm playing Lana Elf in my deck, Brian's not allowed to play Lana Elf.
0: It's different now in that if you play one Lana War Elf, yeah. you your deck has taken the Lana Elves.
1: Yeah, it counts as a, a play set.
0: So I can't play Lana so I can't play any Lana War Elves in my deck. Right. So usually the format's modern because then the card pulls big enough.
1: Well I've seen standard ones also.
0: Yeah. But again the card pulls a lot smaller yeah, because it's awkward. Yeah. I think the draw of that format Mm -hmm. is the fact that.
1: At least it's some unique deck building.
0: Yeah, it's a unique deck building challenge. Yeah.
1: Because it works for lands also. If I'm playing Overgrown Tombs, no one else is allowed to play Overgrown Tombs. Yeah. If I'm playing Polluted Deltas, nobody else is allowed to play Polluted Deltas.
0: Yeah. So, like in modern, you usually end up with like one artifact deck.
1: Yeah, because there's a, a lot less overlap there. Yeah,
0: or one player plays Tron. Yeah. And then. You have someone play Spirits and someone play Jund. Right. And then they get to play, like, three honest-to-goodness decks.
1: Right, because there's no overlap between them.
0: Yeah. But if, like, you have someone who wants to play Jund and someone who wants to play Burn, only one person gets a Lightning Bolt. Mm -hmm. And so that really changes how you can build those decks. Right. And you may have to choose different decks based on that. Mm Mm-hmm the draw to that is is the b- almost before the tournament is like yeah. the deck building how am i going to figure this out mm-hmm. as opposed to like actually like playing uh the tournament yeah and, it's a neat little wrinkle yeah and they're not as popular just because like people don't feel like they're real decks so there's a lot of times right you want to yeah. like see what deck did well at a tournament and try to build that deck yeah and, and oh wait
1: this was a unified deck it's not a real deck
0: exactly i think Sam Black was talking about he was in a unified tournament and he like needed they needed to change a card in Amulet Titan mm-hmm. or in uh, an Amulet Titan. Uh, yeah, Amulet Titan. And so they put in Mishra's Bubbles or something. Mm-hmm. And so people started playing Mishra's Bubbles. And the only, he's like, the only reason we played that card is because the other card that would have normally gone on that spot was needed to go in a different deck. Yeah so like weird stuff like that happens so it's harder for coverage yeah if they ever bother to do coverage because (laughs) it's not a normal deck you can't be like oh this is a deck you should put together well yeah
1: i mean that's a lot of reason why people watch coverage is to see you know their pet deck get screen time or see what the latest innovations are see what the meta's like and none of that matter matters with unified because it's not a typical format
0: Didn't they have? I think the last unified tournament was like a year ago in San Antonio or something. Yeah, it wasn't
1: super long ago.
0: Yeah. And then the last one is the one that we have the most experience with, which is team trios.
1: Yeah, they also seem to be the most popular right now. Yes. By a good margin.
0: Yeah, like there's going to be three team trios events on Star City. Yeah. In the next two months, like this weekend, plus the two coming up. Yeah. They did a pro tour that was Team Trios? They did, for the first time. So Team Trios is you have one player on Standard, mm-hmm. one player on Modern, yep. one player on Legacy. Yep, it's team, great. Yeah, Team Trios is also good because it lets Legacy players actually play Legacy cards, because they don't do that very often.
1: Yeah, I made a note about this um, in like the next section or whatever, but uh, it's kind of weird, because when you're putting a team together, I think, especially newer stores, are going to have a hard time finding like a Legacy guy. Yeah. However, the Legacy guy is going to jump on it because there just aren't Legacy events.
0: Yeah, like we're kind of brewing a deck for a Legacy tournament in Atlanta that I may have to fly to the morning of because I've got work responsibilities. (laughs) But I'm like, I don't get to play nine rounds of Legacy very often. I should probably go do that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so like getting to play Legacy is a big draw. Yeah. Like it's really – you'll see like on Facebook groups and stuff, people like put up like, hey – we have a standard and a modern player. Mm-hmm. Our modern player could play legacy if we needed him to, but we need another player. Yep. And, like, finding a legacy player, someone will come out of the woodwork. Right. The thing that I don't like about that is it loses some of that team aspect.
1: You mean when you're having a you, hunt for team members? When you're
0: having a hunt for team members, because, yeah. like, then it's just, like, three mercenaries.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like the flip side of that is also true, though, where... If you're kind of forced to play with somebody that's not necessarily in your click. Mm-hmm. Like it I mean, it opens your horizons, lets yeah, you does. make friends with some other people.
0: It does. The first one of these we did, we all seemed to have more time. I think we played yeah. the various formats two or three times a week. We mm-hmm. got some number of us got together and like yeah. built decks and played modern and legacy and like had a much better handle on the format. Mm-hmm. And then the second time we had less time and yeah, did not didn't do, do that so as much. Hot. Yeah, you at least have if you're doing a team tournament. You have two other people that are invested, mm-hmm. hopefully, in your success. Yep, and so it's easier to get people together to test modern yeah. or to like proxy up a legacy deck so you can be like, I don't know how to play against Death and Taxes. Mm-hmm. Let's and, try it, and then just play Death and Taxes. And like, you're not going to get that player is probably not going to be. You know, the optimal death, death and taxes players. But you can see, like, the big brush strokes of yeah. what's going to go on, what you have to worry about. Like. It's
1: also relevant for that person because then they can help you in your match.
0: Yeah, they can look over and be like, oh, remember when we'd, like... Yeah. Or, like, they've seen how your deck plays out. And they are yeah. like, well, why don't you wait a turn because you could draw this. Yeah. Or you're fine because you have this and this. So they can help you out as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you get more. You can get more testing in mm-hmm. just because you have
1: people that are like invested. Invested in in your success. Yeah, makes it a little easier.
0: We were seventeenth, eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Cameron, Anthony, and I. Gosh, was it February two thousand seventeen? Now or sixteen or something? Seventeen, yeah. I think. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was. It was so run high on that. Uh, I should have looked it up. And then I remember what deck I played for the the one we did well at. you were on the other team. I
1: was on the other team. But, I mean, we did pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, I was on uh, Blue Red Fevered Vision Zombies. Okay. And that was during uh, Winding Constrictor Standard, where everyone was on Green Black Snake. Yes. Yep. I crushed people with Fevered Visions. It was great. Uh, I was on Turbo Depths, because that's what I play at those. Yep. (laughs) Uh, We had good times. Yep. Yeah, you had some great matches.
0: Yeah. We beat a team that, like, six months ago won mm-hmm. the star city team tournament yeah i'm currently t- i am one of them against them in legacy and i beat one of the other player in standard i just need to find the third guy <laughs> so i can like <laughs> track fin- them down finish that finish the sweep <laughs> yeah so finding a legacy player is important yeah. and like usually your legacy player is going to be semi-competent just because like they care about the format
1: yeah, I mean, if they play Legacy, chances are they play some other format also, because Legacy doesn't always happen.
0: Yeah, but they're but they're going to be able to, one, be pretty good with their Legacy deck yeah. and know the format, and two, probably be able to, you know... Legacy players is usually on the end, in team right. trios, it's like Legacy on one end, Modern's in the middle, Standard's on the other. Yep. Uh, so they'll be able to chime in, chime in a little bit f- to help their Modern player. Mm-hmm we have it here like have a strong modern player in the middle if you can
1: yeah they're going to be the one that's helping out both players instead of just one player like yeah your standard player can only really help your modern player and your legacy player can only really help your modern player but your modern player can help both of them so it helps to have a really strong modern player that can chip in and like know both decks yeah that can chip in and you know provide insight
0: Cameron had no idea what, to, what was going on in depths. Well no, he is
1: Cameron no. would never play that deck. No. <laughs> no.
0: Or have your legacy player play like a turn two combo deck and then slide over and help your standard player. Because that's, that's right. that was our that was our <laughs> a recipe for a success. Anthony was super nervous, as Anthony is. And he would like like you know, be on his like turn forty be like how's Brian doing the camera's like he's got game one and then he would like slow play a little bit so I could win my second game so I could over come and help, over yeah. and be like how's it going <laughs> oh we're boned okay cool cool I, there's nothing for me to do here I'm gonna get a pretzel um <laughs> go get a pretzel that is important to just have that person that you can like bounce mulligan decisions off yeah. of and whatever yep uh there's also I put an extra one on here of trust your teammates yeah Right, don't like micromanage them, like right. Yeah, yeah. Let them play their game. Yeah, I have seen people that, like I said, will like play the deck for take cards out of their teammate's hand and play them. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why do not you just sign up for all three seats and just like play all of the Bobby Fisher? Like, come on (laughs) now. It can't be fun for the person who's like getting their deck played for them. Yeah, and it's not fun for you know. The guy who's playing two games opponent yeah. to like watch him play a legacy match and then come back over and be like uh land uh have Tron play Karn, kill a thing, <laughs> I'll be back and then duck over again. So like trust your teammates. Like yeah. Anthony was like, please help me. But if your teammates are like leave me alone, let me play, I'll check in when I want to check in, like respect yeah. that. Like
1: there's um there's a pretty wide variety of like how much help gets offered in these. Um There is. Like I've I've played against teams where the teams did not talk the entire time,
0: yeah. They just sat down and played their yeah. matches, and yeah, it's like it. they
1: were playing a not team tournament, yeah. And I've also played against teams like you said where there was one person playing three decks, but yeah, I think you're right. If you can, you know, obviously lend help when they need it, but just trust your opponent, trust your teammates to know their deck better than you do because there's a reason you picked them for that seat, there's a reason they got picked for that seat
0: yeah and you know anthony wasn't super competent in the deck so a lot of our playtesting testing yeah beforehand was standard. Was standard and just like walking him through like the lines of the deck mm-hmm. so he could see them and then like then working on like different matchups you just have to hope that your preparation beforehand because yeah. like you don't want someone to not have a good time because they're like because you're just over there like no don't do that no, <laughs> no not that no there is some gamesmanship that happens. You'll see people talk about, like, in teams, they'll, like, lean over and, like, point at cards and, like, act yeah. like there are cards in their hand that they can do stuff. And I don't know. I don't know how much equity you get from that. Like, the whole, like, play acting, like...
1: No, I mean, it doesn't hurt, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've done it before.
0: Yeah, but you don't, I don't think you do... it like, It's not like you've done it, like, every round and every decision. No, no, I, I, right, definitely you know, not, yeah. but... There has
1: been occasion where I was trying to play around something and I'd lean over to Cameron and point at like two cards and say, get a chuckle and then like go back to my game. And I was pointing at two lands because I had nothing. Yeah. But,
0: you know, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You want to try to do your best, but like it's supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that a lot of the pros bring up is your record is your team's record. Right. I totally track my record because I wonder how my day was. (laughs) Like I will like write at the top of my like sheet, like what I am after each round. Yeah. But like ultimately, like if your team is three and six, you're three and six, even yeah. if you're eight and one on the day.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what I'm trying to remember back. That first team tournament that we did, I believe going into round seven, I was undefeated, but our modern guy didn't have a great day, so
0: in ours ground one, I played against Black Red Reanimator and got smushed. Yeah. And Anthony won. Anthony did not win again. I think until like round eight and both of his wins won us the round. <laughs> Good for him, man. Like, so he, he went like two and nine, but yeah. his two wins both like turned into wins for the team. Yeah. They were when you needed them. Yeah. it was like, okay, that works for us. <laughs> <laughs> this fine. This is fine. And then I think like the next one we did, like you had a bad day in standard, like you mulled yeah. to like five, like every, every game and I didn't do great. And can't like, we could not carry your misfortune. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, yeah. These things happen. Yep. A lot of times in team tournaments, the teams that are like quote unquote better mm-hmm. do better more consistently mm-hmm. because you've spread out the variance. Right. Right. Like if you have a team of three hall of famers, yeah. right, <laughs> they are probably 70% to make the top four, the top eight or other cutting to where they might only be 50% or 40% to make it if it was just one of them. And
1: like two nobodies or whatever. Yeah,
0: well, no, it was just like a, a, a single person. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because now if one person runs bad for a game, yeah. And you got like, two hall of famers picking yeah, the slack up. Yeah, like you have like two games where you five and you don't you get to play. Yeah, like that's just a loss in a normal tournament. But then you have the two players beside you that if they get to play games. They're mm-hmm. seven. They're sixty six percent to win their match. Yeah,
1: it knocks the peaks off of variance.
0: You're not. You don't ever get the same lows. Yep. It does. Like if you have a good team, mm-hmm. right? Your odds are a lot better. Yeah. Because right? if one person runs bad right anthony went two and seven he ran bad right but we were able to like pick up the slack
1: yeah you put yourself in a position where when he won it was it was for him to win yeah
0: whereas if it was a an event where it was just one person and he run and he rent two and seven he was just two and seven yeah right so they're fun they're definitely worth doing if you can find one close to you we have on here that there's one in Richmond on uh, August 17th. Yep. And there's a uh,
1: second one. There's one in Philly this weekend, but there's another one in Philly um, October 5th.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you can get a team together, mm-hmm. they're a pretty fun yeah. uh, way to spend a weekend.
1: Yeah. They're pretty cool. And again, like I said, if you're. You know, not, don't typically hang out with the legacy guys or the modern guys or the standard guys or whatever. It's kind of a good chance to uh, for you to open your horizons and make some new friends too.
0: Yeah, I think Christos, Will, and can't Justin. Name. Justin, they went to Pittsburgh to play yep. team modern. Yep, it did not go well, but they went to Pittsburgh <laughs> to play and they had a good time. So we're going to swing into Arena now. Yeah. We're so going to go from teams to sitting in your underwear by yourself. That's right. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Two ends of the spectrum. Two ends of the
0: spectrum. Another big announcement yep. came out of uh, Comic-Con mm-hmm. was Brawl.
1: Okay. I did not. I knew that this was happening, but I did not read the announcement. So
0: I didn't read the announcement super closely either. All I know okay. is that 1v1 Brawl is coming to Arena.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that also coincides with them announcing that they're going to do Brawl pre for this next set also there's going to be four brawl pre-cons i believe they're available on arena also
0: the pre-cons the
1: pre-cons yeah okay
0: right i mean it's clear why they're going to push brawl yeah right and they need to find ways for people to play on arena that aren't just grinding the ladder grinding the ladder yeah and so this is a way for them to do that again like when they do the like the week of singleton Mm -hmm. stuff I play a lot of that yeah I know
1: that's one that you said you really enjoyed
0: yeah because it's just so Brawl I guess is commander light no I mean it's
1: pretty close to but at least it's 1v1 I don't have
0: to like you know argue with someone about please don't attack me Um, right but you have um, that as a as something different, yeah. And like they pushed Brawl for a while. Yeah, you had I know you had a Brawl deck or two.
1: I did. Um,
0: I built two Brawl decks, I think. And then Brawl died. Died. Yep. It went the way of Tiny Leaders. Yep. Disappeared. And now they're gonna try to bring it back, and yep. it makes sense to give like Commander players an incentive to get on, do arena. on Arena. Yeah. Because like Commander is probably the most popular format.
1: It is the most popular format by a good chunk too.
0: Yeah, so they need to somehow capture those players mm-hmm. on Arena, and if you can build a bra- buy a Brawl deck on Arena and then build it in paper or buy it in paper or build it in paper, yeah. that's gonna give those players something to do because mm-hmm. like right now there's no place for them on Arena. Right. That seems reasonable, but it makes sense why they're pushing Brawl now because they're gonna throw it on Arena.
1: Yeah, it's just so weird that they waited so long to do it. Yeah, something something beta.
0: Something something is what they're gonna say. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like they should have like had that like up and running. Yeah, they should have done it like when Dominaria dropped when all the
1: legendaries were all over the place a year ago when they announced the format. Yeah. And not now
0: when a lot of the legendaries are going away. Yeah. But I guess that just means that they're gonna have to print more legendary cards i mean they printed the three yeah i color-
1: mean they do anyway they they keep commander in mind anyway when yeah. they're making sets so. i mean they
0: printed all the three color legends from in core uh, 20 yeah. in core 20 so you're gonna have all these three color decks mm-hmm. uh Kaikar, storm <laughs> Kai-Kar and thousand year storm <laughs> in we'll, we'll we'll do that i guess so that's something to look forward to. I don't remember. I don't know when. I think it was like one of those like nebulous like in the fall things, but I don't know the date.
1: Like I said, I know that they're doing the pre-cons on Arena, or I had read that they're doing the pre-cons on Arena also, so I would imagine it's going to roll out approximately the same time. As, as the new set. Yeah. Didn't we just have an update like last week?
0: Yes. Yes, because I couldn't play. I forget what yeah. the... The mastery system was like the week before they did yeah. the update. They, did, they just did something yeah. small... Recently, I don't remember exactly what it was. We have a uh, happy arena data. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me look and see how many games it was. We had 37 games okay. for, for this set of time in gold. Again, our sample is small, it's a little bit bigger than last week's so by mm-hmm. like three games. You had a run where like every other deck you played was Esper. Yeah, it was awful. I hated myself. So, Esper right now is the most represented single mm-hmm. deck at 16%. One thing I did is I rolled all the espers together because I had it just listed as Esper Control. Mm. But as we've talked about, you can't always tell the difference.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I don't know like when Esper Hero started running main deck wraths.
0: Yeah. I, I thought someone did it out of the sideboard in like an event. Uh Ben Friedman, like mm-hmm. three or four months ago, did it like out of the sideboard, but now like game ones people are like hero and you're like, kill it. And then you're like, play two creatures and they're like Kaya's Wrath. I'm like, these cards don't go together. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can't play Hero and Kaya's Wrath. And they're like, Oh I can but I did watch me. Yeah.
0: Watch me. Off-meta randomness is 22%. Yeah, there's still a lot of off-meta, like, random yeah. decks out there, too. I don't know if you saw the, one of the decks I played. I played against five-colored Niv-Mizzet.
1: So did I. With Vivian's Arc bow. Oh, no, I did not see the this, Arc bow.
0: This person was putting Niv-Mizzets in with Arc bows. Oh, wow. So, like, I was like, what? I'm like, well... So, <laughs> I had flashbacks to the dumb Arc bow deck that beat me at that PPTQ, yeah. or the MCQ, I was like, oh, no, Teferi bounced <laughs> the bow. I can't let this happen. And then uh, they discarded a the Niv-Mizzet to something, and I was like, because, like, they played a Vona, and I was like, what is, what is going on? It was like a Paradise Druid and, like, a Vona. I was like, what the, wow. what is, I don't understand. And then I saw the Niv-Mizzet, and I was like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was floating, or That was fun. And then we have a bunch of stuff that just kind of falls off the map, mm. right? So we had Esper at 16, Simic Ramp, and those are kind of, like, rolled together. Like, I kind of, like, rolled those together. Like, Simic Ramp and Bant Ramp. Yeah. They're effectively pretty close the, to same the same deck. deck. Like, one gets to play a little bit of removal mm-hmm. in, like, Little Teferi and one doesn't. And then Teamer Elementals was, like, 11%. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, a bunch of stuff that's, like, 2%. And, like, Grixis Control at 8%. Again, at least this week... Again, if we get bigger numbers, we'll be able to say this more definitively. It looks yeah. like there's kind of like three-ish mm-hmm. decks that are kind of bubbling to the surface.
1: We should, um, because we did have some input. Oh, in we're, gonna, silver, talk we silver. we're talk gonna talk about silver. We're gonna talk
0: about silver. Too. We're gonna talk about the sober uh, the sober eater. Okay. Yeah. What if that's like hit, hit their name on a on a arena? What if we can find the sober Maybe. Like one day play against the sober <laughs> eater? Like, ah, oh, there's one they call sober eater. All right. So, see how many games. Uh, our man had here Oh man, first one was sober Dieter, and then it was just Dieter for just a second. He's yeah. like he hit the sauce in between, <laughs> between. He's like he was like this didn't go well. I gotta yeah. I gotta start drinking here. Fell off the bus. Fell off the bus got six games in, which is a start. Mm-hmm and of course a third of his games were against mono red <laughs> <laughs> welcome aboard yeah played one game each against Ni- one match each against knife other gate shift teamer elementals and bant prime speaker so prime speaker van affair all right that's all a right. deck
1: i haven't seen around in a while
0: and my my arc person was not playing prime speakers that i saw like that's yeah. the perfect way to get yourself niv it sure is is you play a four drop and then you play your prime speaker and it's fine. You don't have to cast it. Kind of what we'd expect. A little more mono-red than everything else. Yeah. In small sample, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Dieter. Mr. Dieter. Uh, or or Miss Dieter. Or Mrs. Or, yeah, Dieter. it
1: could be Miss Dieter.
0: That's sure. Dr. Dieter. That's that's non-gendered. There you we go. We'll just give you <laughs> a doctor you hit. <laughs> You're honorary. Honorary Dr. <laughs> Dieter. But yeah, so if you feed us data, we will talk about the data and mm-hmm. maybe...
1: It makes everybody's data better.
0: Yes. And then like, maybe you'll see the sober in your play. And you'll be like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I know well. that guy. Yeah. Or girl I'm, or doctor. I'm, I am currently one of those against people named Gabby sparks. So there was you cool. go. I tuned in for that match. Yeah. I, I posted, I was playing Gabby lost game one, to a turn three Sephora. <laughs> and then just boarded in all the removal in the world.
1: And yeah. it, so I was watching her stream. Obviously I wasn't watching your stream. Cause I don't have one. Right. And, uh, she was complaining the whole time about how this guy's just
0: got answers for everything. Yes, because I brought in three lava coils, uh, Reckless Rage, and two fries. Oh, so you brought in all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, this game's not about Gerd for battle. This game's yeah, about no. not letting a 7-7 seven, seven stick. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's bring in 15 removal spells. Let's play Grixis Yeah. with infinite removal spells when you have a feather out. Target my feather. Put Reckless Rage back in my hand. <laughs> You're gonna play target my feather, Put Markle's edge back in my hand. No seven sevens for you. <laughs> but that's also something that's like fun uh, with arena is like, I think I've sent out a couple pictures and some other people have like, yeah. like played against wedge. Yep. From the mana source.
1: Yeah, a couple times I've played against people with uh, mythic red names. Yeah. Which are I don't know if you guys don't know those are uh, R and D people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had one of them like try to scumbag me. Oh really? Like through like in January, February, i never, I forget the name, but never forget did the like classic at that time of the good game. And then I attacked and tried to settle me. Oh, Spell pierced it. I was like, I was ready for it. (laughs) Like, like I didn't quite attack for just lethal and didn't attack for everything. Yeah. And then got the good game. got the good game at the start of my turn. Yeah. I attacked with not a full attack and they're like settle. And I was like, spell pierce it. I was like, ha. Gotcha. Like you have the gold thing, man. You got to be better than like the troll player. Like yeah. you you make it you got to like give a good environment. You're know, like, "I got totally trolled by like by developer 2." Screw this guy. Uh if you have cool stories about beating Gabby Sparks or uh sure. Nemo Nummy in like a draft somewhere, like sure.
1: Yeah, post them up. We'd love yeah. to see them.
0: That's kind of our arena uh thing. Yep. Again, Please help out with that. I'm gonna go home and send out the chart at some point, and then send out the links again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll all a, be there.
1: I was super excited when I saw somebody else had contributed. Yes, and I don't think you realized it. Until I didn't realize this morning, it because right? I hadn't
0: because I hadn't gone hadn't gone through to yeah. like make the charts. So I usually just go look at all the charts and see where there's data. Yeah, and I was like, oh, there's something here now. This yeah. is cool.
1: Thanks, sober Dieter.
0: Yes. So you can find those links at uh, Casual Tripod
1: on Twitter. Yep, Uh, Casual Try Hard MTG on Facebook. And if you want to share your uh, good beat, bad beat, playing against professional stories, you can also email us at uh, show at casualtryhardmtg.com.
0: And there's a lot going on between new sets and... I don't know magic Horizon, uh, modern horizons finance stuff and all kinds of things. Yeah, so if there's, there's anything Twitter you
1: might- drama. There's a million things out there to talk about. So, uh, what do you guys want to hear about? Like, yeah, let us know. You know, when I'm building an episode, I, I put down what I want to talk to Brian about because that's kind of how we do things. Is you know, we'll pick a conversation that we wanted to have anyway and then just record it. But that's not always the best for you guys. Yes, yeah, so, so let us know what you want to hear about what, yeah. what's interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's finance stuff, deck building stuff, general gameplay, yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah, if we do if we do Twitter drama, we have to get uh we have to uh, Discord Anthony in because he is the the Twitter drama. Yeah, correspondent. Christos kind of likes tr- Twitter drama too. Yeah, we so. can just have them all around. <laughs> like you youngins, talk about the twitters. and yeah. <laughs> We'll sit here and just be confused. <laughs> It's like, what does it mean to get ratioed? I am so confused right now. Oh, that's what I haven't heard. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I think we're done, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're all set. We'll, uh, we'll cut you guys at FNM.